Welcome to episode seven of Eat, Drink, Write, an Urban Fantasy Whiteboard. I'm Sherry Ellison. I'm Taylor Ellison. And today we're going to start talking about world building. Uh, we have several ideas of series coming up, so uh, we'll tease you a little bit with those at the end. Definitely. Um, so, Taylor, how was your week? Uh, it was pretty good. I got, I only wrote a thousand words, but I'm inching closer to to the end of my story. So, um, and I know we talked on one of our other episodes about epiphanies and how I never have epiphanies. Well, I did. Um, so here we go. I am getting to the end of the book. So hopefully Very I'll nice. finish it soon. I didn't have time to write. I've got court coming up next week. So mm-hmm. I spent all of my time preparing for court. So I didn't even look at my, any of my books. How was your Valentine's Day? Oh, it was great. That's good. Yeah. Um, your father wrote me a love poem, which oh. is so out of character for him. Goodness. I loved it. So I had a really good Valentine's Day, too. So what are you drinking today? I am drinking a red berry tea, which I've never had before, and it's really good. Um, it doesn't even need sugar. So nice. Great. I am drinking peppermint tea. We're actually at a local coffee shop that... Um, we love to come to to write at. It's Tradewinds Coffee Company. Yeah. And uh, we come here a lot of times just to write. It's mm-hmm. a great, great to get out of the house, to get our brains going. So I am drinking um, this peppermint tea, which is one of my favorites. I Looks re- like it's almost already it, done. It is. I'm going to have to pause and go get some more. Um, I bring my monk fruit sugar because I can't, I'm on the keto diet, so I can't have regular sugar. And then I can put cream in it, so it's a keto drink. And then for my food, I had uh, what's called a double meat patty. It's got two, the, the bun, so to speak, is sausage patties, and then there's egg and cheese in the middle. It's fabulous. Oh, well, yeah. And then I had an egg and cheese and sausage croissant. So Yeah, this, this place is awesome. It's got breakfast stuff. It's, it's got coffees. You name it. This place is great. So I just want to remind everybody um, that we still have our contest going for free merchandise. The first 10 people to leave a review on iTunes and then email us your address so that we know where to send your stuff gets merchandise. So we've got spiral notebooks, magnetic calendars, sticky notes. You can find us on iTunes at Eat, Drink, Write, an Urban Fantasy Whiteboard. Um, We've also, I want to mention, have had some new listeners from some new areas. We've got one from Alaska, which blows my mind, and the Philippines. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's insane. So very cool. So let's jump right into world building, and I guess we'll start with where to start, and right. we'll let you go first. Yeah, so I have like a small definition of it, um, and it's basically the process of constructing an imaginary world, sometimes associated with a whole fictional universe. Um, so it applies to, you know, epic fantasies, high fantasies, but I think it is also incredibly important for urban fantasy because you're adding in a lot of elements to this world that don't exist yet, and that requires a lot of thought into how the world works. I agree. I think it's a misconception that people don't think you don't have to will, <laughs> world build. I'm not even <laughs> drinking today. That you don't have to world build in an urban fantasy because a lot of times it's set in our world, mm-hmm. but but there's always some something different. So there is world building because usually urban fantasy has magic. Yeah. So um, do you want to go first with what you've got, or do you want me to jump into what I've got? Um, I can read off my next bullet, and then we can go from there. Okay. Um, So I found that it's a lot like plotting when you're world building. So there's like two different types of authors. Um, There are people who plan out the entire world before they ever start writing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there are authors who 
figure it out as they go. Um, so that reminds me of like the pamsters versus yeah, blotters kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, which I think it can work like either way because, you know, as we've talked about, as you're writing, these elements come up um, on their own and you don't expect it. That's and I think, true. I think that's a great way to world build. And then I think um, planning it out is also... I have something similar, uh, differently stated, but I think it's the same concept. I have that there are three ways that oh. you go about world building. Yeah. The first way is to go from specific to the um, panoramic. Oh, okay. And, so start with like details mm -hmm. kind of thing? And then the other way is to go from panoramic to specific. Uh -huh. And then the third way is a mixture of both. Right. So the specific to panoramic, you know, you, you might have in your head your character and the magic that you want. Mm -hmm. But you have no idea what you think the world should be. Right. So you start with that, the magic and your character, and you build outward from that. Yeah. You start with the details of where this character is individually, and then you go, okay, well, now I know where he lives. What is the city he lives in? And then right. what is the government and... Um, you know, the next size up, and right. then, oh, what continent? And right. The, you know, you build And, like, how does that world outward. work? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's cool. And then the panoramic to specific is the other way around, where you're like, I have no idea what I want to do, so I'm just going to plan my whole world out first. And you start with, okay, it's a round world or a flat world or right. whatever it is that you want it to be. And then you're like, okay, and there's land masses and water and, and environments like different environments mm -hmm. and all that kind and then of stuff. you break it down so okay we've got five societies or five civilizations mm -hmm. and each one of those civilizations narrows all the way back down to that individual right yeah so those are the the two main ways to do it and then the third way is a mix of both which i think is really what everybody does yeah i think everybody probably does a little bit of both especially because like when you get an idea in your head for a book you're like oh and the world can be like this and it can be like this and mm -hmm. then i want to start writing now and so then you start writing and then more details come out just by writing right so and what's your next bullet point so i have you know in terms of Epic fantasy, you as the world builder have the responsibility of giving your location a sense of history and geography. Mm -hmm. um, so that's like bringing in what the world looks like, what its history is, because that's all very important when it comes to world building. Um, and that can give your world like more depth. Um, and then I have, you know, in quotes, real world fantasy, which I take to be urban, urban fantasy. fantasy. Mm -hmm. um, and it needs just as much preparation, which we've talked about. I agree. Yeah, because you're constrained to historical facts that already exist technology, politics, pop culture, um, all of that kind of stuff already exists, and so you have to be able to build your world around that. Yeah, like make how does magic interfere, or does it, with technology? Right, or, yeah. Or, you know, is Trump still president in this world? Is, yeah. is our government still the same, or has there been some kind of post-apocalyptic issue like in the current... Um, yeah. Uh, Lona Andrews, oh, Kate, I see. Kate yeah. Daniels, yeah, yeah, where yeah. It, it's still this world. It's Atlanta, Georgia. Right. But magic and technology are at war with each other. Um, right, and it's like ravaged the land. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, even though I would say that's still urban fantasy, she had to do a whole lot of world building for mm -hmm. that world. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, you know, I, it says obviously it's going to require a bit of research, but I think any type of world building you do is, whether it's urban fantasy or fantasy or... That is actually my main key of what I think world building is about. It's the research. Nice, yeah. Um, it is the main key to, to world building. So if you have a society that doesn't have modern weapons and it has to use things that you make yourself, how do you make a bow? Right. How do, how do you do oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. What kind of wood works? What kind of wood would snap? 
That's a really good point. You know, where do you come up with the strings? Are you scavenging because it's post-apocalyptical and there's, you know, technology still available? Mm -hmm. Or has something happened that decimated the entire world and you're starting from scratch? So, right. you know, this is where writers get in trouble and we all have files uh, with the <laughs> FBI and CIA because we search things like, how do you how do you make bows? How do you make bombs? How do you... <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe don't, don't Google that. But, yeah, you've got to... To research, research even in our world, even if it is set in 100% this world, mm -hmm. you still have to research things in this world. I don't know everything about this world, right? Yeah, you know, we live here, but I don't. I don't know how to make a bow. I don't right. know, and not just that, like all the different cultures that exist in the world. Like how do how do you know those urban legends tie into you that, know that yeah. that world and like. I mean, and like in our world today, there are many different religions and mm -hmm. things like voodoo, and I don't know anything about those. So right. you're still going to have to research. Yeah. So that that is, I think, the key to um, research, the key to world building, and and honestly, research is one of my favorite things to do. I know, but it's so easy to just go down a rabbit hole. You do, you do. Yeah. But I love it. I love to research. Yeah. No, it's a lot of fun because you, you learn so much. I know so many random things just because I'm a writer and I've looked up all this random stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun. I agree. So the rest of the stuff that I have kind of is more general world building, um, things that I personally would like to do with my own world building uh, and that I think would help me to see my world better, I guess. Um, so the first thing I have for that is creating maps uh, for your yes. world. Which, I have that, too. Nice. Mm -hmm. so, so, like, I love it when fantasy novels do that, but I've also seen it in urban fantasy because Patricia Briggs puts a map at the beginning of each of her books. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a real town that exists. Yep. Um, and, and she uses that as inspiration. And then, you know, on her little map, she's like, oh, here's Marcy's garage, and here's Adam's house, and, like, all this stuff. And, and there's real stuff in her books, too, like The Troll Under the Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually looked it up on the internet after reading about it in her books, and I'm like, it's a real thing. And that's this so great. So cool. And she brought that into her world mm -hmm. and, like, made that part of her world building, which I think is just, it's amazing. She's a great writer. I agree. Did you have anything more on maps? Well, I've kind of got mine set up based on the ways we go about world building. So mm -hmm. I've got, from specific to panoramic, bullet points oh, okay. and then I've got panoramic to specific and the panoramic to specific starts with the maps Maps, okay because you've got to plan out your whole world gotcha well do you want to continue on that well we can Since because have I have a little bit of stuff about maps okay. um, some people just hand draw them themselves oh yeah you, know, you just you have it in your mind you sit down with your notepad and you and you draw it out yeah but there are generators and map builders online of course there are yes there is Fractal World Generator by Drow. It's at http colon slash slash donjohn.bin.sh. Wow. Yes. But it was cool. I went in and looked at it. And then there's Campaign Cartographer 3. Mm -hmm. Now, you got to know, D&D uh, resources are great for world building. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. They have a lot of... Dungeons and Dragons um, map builders and world scenarios and I mean you can yeah, just get course. so many ideas from Dungeons and Dragons and I played it as a kid I've played it with you all as a grown-up yep so it, it weighs heavily on, on things like this um, in fact I have a lot of the Dungeons and Dragon books that I go to as resources when I'm writing yeah yeah um, there is fractal mapper 8 
and something called Auto Realm. Basically, there's a lot online that can help you. If you feel like, oh, I can't draw, I'm not oh, even yeah. good at stick figures. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, when you're drawing a world, you don't have to worry about that because no, because all the edges, you don't have yeah. to be able to do straight lines. Coast lines are shapes. never straight. <laughs> so even if you can't draw, you're good. Yeah. Well, um, I also saw this thing on Tumblr, I think, where you can just take a handful of D and D dice, toss them across a large poster. Um, and then draw the shapes around where they fall. And then, like, if you have different colored ones, then that could be different cities. Or, yes, or, exactly. Oh, um, how cool is that? Yeah, so oh, I like neat. that better than, than anything than else. Than even, like, yeah, yeah, using the internet. But I think, I mean, because that would just be fun. Because it, then it's really just, like, the luck of the ball. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, I love that. That is, that is brilliant. Yeah. I think also about geography, which we'll probably um, have whole episodes on the different parts of world yeah. building. But if you don't want to do the whole world at once with, you know, but you, you still need to figure out where physically your character is. Mm-hmm. Are you in a town that's surrounded by swamp? Right. You can't get I out. I mean, cause that'll affect things it like, does. I mean, it, you know, where can they drive? Like, or can they drive? I guess I'm thinking urban fantasy, you know, can they drive to certain places where could certain events happen in your book because if you're in a swamp then I mean you could hide a body in a swamp like right just throwing that out there and yeah (laughs) (laughs) yep see she's on the CIA wanted (laughs) list there um but yeah so you still have to do some mapping of some kind even if it's local right yeah just because that affects how your story progresses I agree yeah so that was what I had on maps gotcha cool the next thing that I have is more about like histories Okay. Um, and where to, you know, how do you come up with a whole history for your world? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're introducing magic into your world. Like, did it start off as a masquerade and it's no longer a masquerade? Mm-hmm. Is it still a masquerade so it doesn't really affect how much history, like known history, I guess, works? Or if it is a masquerade, like, then what's the history of, you know, your main character? Like, mm-hmm. their, their magic. Like, m- magic still has a history. Right. Um, and thinking about that. Um, and then, of course, if you're building your own world, then it's, I think it's a good idea to, you know, steal from the past because we, you know, history is full true. of stories. That's true. Oh, I love to do that. Yeah. I love to take our history and manipulate it to, you know, things that we assume in, our, in history that we're all taught about and mm-hmm. then make what happened underneath that led to it right. something totally magical or whatever. I, oh, I love to well, do like that. Oh, well, like in your freaking fairies, they, well, you know, Notre Dame burned down. Yes. And then in your book, you use that as the fairies did it. That's or true. Did the fairies do it? They did. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that alone is is one good example. Yeah, it is. So, you know, I have an actual list of things that go into world building. If I could list those, oh, yeah. I bet you've got a bunch of that stuff. Yeah. So you've got you have to consider all of these things in building your world. You've got government, mm-hmm. religion. Oh yeah. Water availability climate and environment, how many cities, towns, states, continents, Mm -hmm. um, how big are each of those, the landscape, food and drink, you know, what plants are there. Right. Which that's a, I feel like that's a big one. I think so too. Uh, Social classes, professions, technology, appearances, history, which is what you were talking about. That's what made me think of this list. Culture. Like arts and entertainment, what what's going? You know, in our world, we watch movies and you know Netflix and that kind of stuff. What is it in your world? Right. Um, are there differing cultures? Like in our world, we've got all these different countries and different cultures that go with that. Yep. Is there peace? Is there war? 
are they do they all speak the same language all, all across the world or do they all have different languages mm-hmm. you know what are the interactions between these societies if there are yeah and I think each one of those we could talk about in its own episode I think there's so many things that go into world building and the details of how do you do that particular part I think so too I think so too because a lot of that is really intricate mm-hmm. um, and like getting into the nitty-gritty of details but I feel like you have to in order to make that world that much richer for the reader and a lot of times it's just the writer that knows certain details. The mm-hmm. reader doesn't have to, but the writer has to to know how things are going to oh, yeah, definitely. react. And the reader learns about them through those reactions. Yeah. You don't have to spill it out and say, oh, it's a post-apocalyptic world. You can right. show that through actions and reactions and that kind of thing. I think so, too. I think that's a, I think that's a really good point. So I didn't mean to get you off track. Oh, no, but no worries. when you said history, I'm like, oh, 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 I, I have a list. No, that's great because, like, I mean, I have the same type of thing. You know, just thinking about how things work in your world. So that list is actually a really good, you know, not a template, but... I'm kind of a template. Just like a good reference point, I guess. Outline. Yeah. To kind of go go for and, like, create your world. And one of them that was on there that I think... Or that was not on there that I think is actually important is... How does your magic system work? Oh, true. That's probably, like, the number one important one. Mm -hmm. Whether you're doing... In urban fantasy, for sure. Yeah, because whether you're doing fantasy or whether you're doing urban fantasy I think you have to know how the magic works in order to be able to build your world around it you're right I didn't even that Mm -hmm. didn't even cross my mind I've got that discussion in my notes but I did not um write it on my list (laughs) gotcha yeah but I mean like things like you know the magic system does the government affect the magic system or does the magic system affect the government and I think you can apply that to that entire list that you just read out you know how does you're adding magic, you're adding these elements into your into your world, how does it affect those systems? And I think that will be really important for world building and urban fantasy. I have a little blurb on magic oh. development. Um, Do it. I put it under my specific to para, para, oh, okay. uh, panoramic. Yeah. I almost said paranormal. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> kind of. So if you're writing, your, if you're building your world from specific to panoramic, usually mm-hmm. you're starting because your main character and your main character has magic. And mm-hmm. so when you're using that technique, the, the way to do that is to ask questions. So... Who has magic in this world? Is it just a few people that have magic? Or does everybody have some kind of magic? Right, and why? And why? How does this man- magic manifest? Mm-hmm. Do you use words? Oh, to that's a really good point. Ca- yeah. Or like that TV show that you like, Magicians, where yeah. they use their fingers oh, yeah. you know, to, to help cast the magic. Right. Where does it come from? Does it come from the land? Does it come from inside your character or mm-hmm. the humans or whatever Creature it is. Have, yeah. Um, is there a magic ocean? Is there like ley lines that everybody taps into to get their magic from? Right. And the wheel of time. There was uh, the the one power was kind of like a, a river of magic that everybody tapped into. Yeah. Is it wild magic? Is it controlled magic? Right. Must it be studied or and memorized, or is it something that happens by accident if you don't control it? Yeah. Can you accidentally, you know, burn down a house if you're not paying attention and controlling this magic? True. I think those are all, like, super important to consider. Because mm-hmm. it's going to change how the world works. And are there items needed to work the magic, like wands or staves oh, uh-huh. or crystals or rocks? Right. Um, how is magic perceived by the populace? Is it, is it revered so that those that have it are, like, religious people? Or is it scorned and feared like in our history where we had the witch trials and they burned all these people because they thought they were witches right is magic sentient 
Is it part of the character? Can it be separated? Mm -hmm. So basically when you're working from specific to panoramic, you start by asking questions. Yeah. And exploring, well, do I want this to happen? And you say, yeah, I don't like that idea. Right, so which you, honestly I've done that with, mm -hmm. with my books. I've just, in my notebook, I've listed out a ton of questions exactly like that. Is magic sentient? How old is it? What's its history? Like, do I... How did it start? Right. Did it come from ley lines? And I'll put yes or no. And then, you know, does it move, like, does it move slowly? Does it think yes or no? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I did that for one of my books, and it was very helpful. Yes. I, I think that's a very good way if you're going to start from the small to the big in world building. Because that is, like you said, that is world building. Mm -hmm. I just didn't think to list it as world building. Yeah, for sure. Because I think it'll, I mean, in terms of technology, too, how does it... You know, is it used in coffee shops every day? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, does it get used on the police force? Does it get used for TV, like how, for communication, mass communication, mm -hmm. things like that? So I think that there are so many ways that you can play with magic in your system, and that's going to affect your world your building. Your world building, absolutely. Yeah. What else do you have? Um, to go to the other side, the panoramic to specific, yeah. we talk, talked about starting with, you know, the geographic Right. You know, How big is the world? Building your yeah. world, your continents, going down to the, the small. Mm -hmm. I said, since so much of urban fantasy in worlds is very, uh, or, blah, 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 <laughs> takes place in worlds that are very similar to ours, there right. might not need to be as intensive world building as you are with a total fantasy world. Right. You're not creating our entire human culture because, you know, Atlanta is still yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. But there's still a lot of world building to go on. And I had mentioned Alona Andrews, the Kate Daniels world. Mm -hmm. Her world required a whole bunch. Oh, yeah. Because it, it was something that happened that changed. I mean, so we still have reference points to Atlanta. She'll talk about Peachtree Industrial. And, oh, yeah. You know, but it's not, it, it's overgrown by jungle or magic right. or whatever. The Kalena Price Grave Witch series. Oh, I finally looked up her name oh, so that good. we can tell everybody we talk about her <laughs> every week. And it's Kalena Price. Her world is our world, but it has those folds. Right, and, yeah. And you go to fairy, and the fairies can come through here. Yeah, because so, I think the city that her main character is in doesn't actually exist. It's not correct. a real city. It's one of those Created by yeah. folded space. So she still has you know, police forces and that kind of thing. But because of what's happened in her world, magic is out. Mm -hmm. The police force is different than our police force. So she had to re to build, you know, who, who's going to investigate paranormal or fantasy deaths or right. issues, you know, because a regular police force might not have the ability to do it, especially if none of them can cast magic. Right, yeah. So she had to do that the patricia briggs series we just talked oh, yeah. about you know she is set in the real world but she knows it's different enough that she does the map in the beginning right. yeah um and she ties things in she's just wonderful yep i do love that that troll under the bridge so good i know so good the karen moaning fever series yeah so it starts off in georgia mm -hmm. as a normal you know she's bartender party girl yep normal world just like you and I know and then it changes drastically as it oh, goes yeah. through the entire series and yeah. so she had to do some major world building on how she wanted those things plus she had to actually research Ireland yeah because that's where it's mainly yeah. set yeah. is in Ireland yeah. so even if you're not building an entire new world you may be doing research on a part of the world that you know nothing about yeah definitely I had parts of my freaking fairies book like we did, we went to the Cathedral of Notre Dame, mm -hmm. and I've never been there, so I had to do research 
on building what I wanted. Now I was able to twist it because I've got magic. Right. And um, so there was a witch that lives in the Notre Dame Cathedral. Right. Oh, and yeah. she uses magic to make it livable and kind of fold space yep. and that kind of thing. So just because it's set in the real world, you've still got to research if you've never been there or if you've been there but you need to remember what the details I like to look at books I like to look at brochures when I go on vacation I grab maps I do too I have my book set in Savannah and every time I go and I go pretty much every year I grab maps yeah new maps yeah um, and I like to draw all over those maps, and I like to mark where, oh, this is where Mac did this. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do that all the time. And um, I have another series set in Charleston, same thing. Yes. Grab maps and draw. Definitely. The Faith Hunter Jane Yellow Rock series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's set in our world, too, but there are vampires and all these other creatures that she's dealing with. She's a shapeshifter. Yeah. Um, so there's still world building that goes on. She had to make it work for, you know, book one, I think it was, dealing with vampires. So she had to figure out, you know, how, how do the vampires fit into this culture and society? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there are some books where you would think, okay, vampires have been around, they're undead, so they should have accumulated a whole ton of wealth. Right. So are all movie stars vampires? Are all the wealthy people vampires? Because, you know, they would have had plenty of time. So you've got to, even if it's our world, you've got to figure out, you know... How how does magic work with it? billionaire really a a magic user? And if Mm -hmm. so, how did they get there and how did that work? Right. So... um, Which, honestly, world building is a lot of fun. I I really love it. I love it, too. It's one of my favorite parts. But that was all I had... For the basics of how you get started. Okay. I do have one last thing, which is um, I found this on, on a website that I, I, you know, I Googled world building, um, and this one popped up, and it said seven deadly sins of world building, so oh. basically what not to do. Okay. Tell me. So the first one is, you know, not thinking about your infrastructure. So how does your world work? You know, who picks up the trash? Like, oh. do they do that with magic if it's urban fantasy? You know, is there a way to you know, make water cleaner with magic or, you know, something like that. So kind of think about how, just like the little things about how your world works. Yeah, things that we that take for granted in our world. Mm -hmm. You've got to know those. Okay. Yeah. And then not explaining why events are happening now. So that kind of ties into the history. So think about the history of your world. Okay. Why is something happening now? Like, why didn't it happen earlier? Um, What led to your events? I mean, I guess that deadly sin would end up with a huge plot hole is what the, what would so. happen is yeah. if, if you're not careful with your world building you'll end up with plot holes mm-hmm. i think so too okay creating fictional versions of real life human ethnic groups that never go beyond one dimension so basically uh, make humans humans yeah you know they're not they're not just their culture or their geography they are people um oh, they have their customs they have um, ways that they interact with each other. They have their own systems of how things work. So and there's going to be good and bad people in every culture. Right. So, right. yeah. So don't I keep agree. one culture as one dimension. I like that. Creating a monolithic social, political, cultural, and religious groups. Um, so I think that's along the same lines. Don't make it simple. You know, there uh, are gonna, there's going to be more to a world than just, oh, there's this one religion. Because people I gotcha. don't all think I mean, just way. like our world. Right. Lots of religions. Right. And like political divides and all that kind of stuff. Like those things are, I feel like, always going to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, there's never going to be like one harmony, you know, one harmony world. Right. So inventing a history that is totally logical. So, you know, I, the way that I think about this is like the winner of a war is the one that writes history. Yes. So 
you know, you're always going to hear that one, but there's always going to be two sides That's to true. a story. And so there's going to be some clash, you know, and then if you have an argument, people say different things and believe different things. And mm -hmm. I think, I think that's going to mess with the history and the way that it's told. So I, I kind of like that because then you could end up with your main character thinking one thing because that's the way they were taught. Right. But then running into a secondary character who came from a different background, who knows something different. Right. Yeah. How, how cool would that be? Different. Yeah. Right. So I think that's like, that's a really good point. Like, that I is. Think, that I think would that definitely help. add a lot of conflict and interest. And depth. And like, depth I think it would to the add world. A lot. Yeah. Not really giving a strong sense of place, like what it smells like after it's been raining. Just like the little details. Make sure that it's known where your character is. Is she in a warehouse? Or okay. he, whatever. Does she live close to a forest? Does she live close to the ocean? Oh, yeah. Um, so just because, you know, different smells are going to yeah. be associated with that. You get close to the ocean Good and you smell salt water. Um, and it corrodes your cars. And yeah. All, you know, just like the salt that they put on the ice up in the north. Those, yeah. Those, you know, so yeah, you're right. I, I think thought of that. Yeah. I think those are like important details because, you know, I worked like six months down in Florida mm -hmm. and there's a, I worked in the swamps. So, and there's a smell that goes along with swamps. It's very sulfurous. Ooh. Yeah, it was it was not ideal, but you know you drive out there and that's what you're gonna smell. Yeah, and you have to know you know those little details to make your world a bit richer. That's part of why going and traveling to these places that we're writing about oh, yeah. would be so Amazing. important. Yeah. yeah, we'll just have to go to all these places. Oh shucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last one is introducing some superpower like magic or some insane tech without fully accounting for how it would change society, which I think we've covered mm -hmm. as we've talked about uh, world building. I think so. Um, because magic will change the way that things work, okay. especially if it's known. And that's all I have. Cool. So go ahead and give me your interview question then for the, the week. Where is your favorite place to write? You mean like physically mm -hmm. to go and write? Yep. I love this coffee shop that we're in today. That is one of my favorite places to write. but. In general, I find that going away sparks my brain. Oh, yeah. So even going on vacation, all of a sudden I'm thinking about, you know, I mean, we're experiencing these new things and new feelings and um, environments, and that sparks me. So me I, I like to write away from home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but for when, I, when I'm at, at my house, I get very distracted. Yeah. And so it's very hard for me, you know, I'll be writing and then I'll get a notification and all of a sudden I'm working or dealing with Facebook or whatever. Right. So coming here to this coffee shop is a great way to get away without having to get too far away. I agree. So yeah. I like that. But I do um, like to, uh, and I've been thinking about taking writer weekends mm -hmm. to go, which I think would be wonderful for both of us. I think that would be great. Um, you just have to have money to be able to do that. And, <laughs> Go stay in a hotel. And Who has money? <laughs> I have children to take care of and a husband that I need to take care of. And so, but uh, probably the coffee shop. Yeah, I think coffee shops are, are great because you can also people watch there. And so you can get like all kinds of ideas for inspiration for characters and all that kind of stuff. I like to write outside. I like to write oh. outside a lot. So I have a balcony on the back of my apartment. Oh, nice. Um, and it's been cold lately, so I haven't been writing out there much but when it's like warm and when it's in the summer I love to go out there and write oh that's great yeah you so. know another great place to people watch where the airport 
Oh, you're not wrong. Yeah, crazy, a, crazy people you see at the airport. You see a lot of different people at airports, yeah. especially like the Atlanta airport. Uh huh. You see a lot of lot of different people. Yeah. So, yeah. Just thought I'd mention that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I think, guys, what we're going to do is there. there's so much, like the list that I read out, there's so many individual details that go into world building that we'll just, we'll cover some of those. We're going to start having mini-series as well yeah. on every Friday. Mm-hmm. So we'll cover mini-series, and then we'll at some point we'll jump back into world building. And then, I don't know if I told you all yet, but on the last day of every month, we're going to start a Myth and Monsters I'm excited for this. Series. So, yeah, I'm, I'm real excited about that, too. Our first one will be February 28th. Um, February 29th is actually the last day, but it's a Friday. February 28th is a Friday, so I'm going to go ahead and post that one on that Friday. And then we'll do these mini-episodes that um, go less than the, the 30 minutes that we're supposed to go. Yep. So we're going to do that. So our next episode should be a mini episode. Here's hoping. Keep your Here's hoping. Crossed. And I just want to thank you for listening. I would love for you to support us at our Patreon. Become a patron. We would love it. Uh, Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash E-D-W podcast. It does cost money to run this show, which we believe in enough to, to do that ourselves. But yep. any help that you all can give us would be greatly appreciated. Check us out on Facebook at Eat, Drink, Write Podcast. We post memes, teasers about upcoming shows. Feel free to post there. Give us ideas, things that that you did or didn't like about an episode, things that you want to hear more of. Um, Email us. Email us at eat.drink.write.podcast at gmail. You can give us ideas there. Yeah, because if you guys have a different way of world building as well, like that we didn't cover, let us know. Oh, and we'll pass it on for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. yeah, yeah, we're all here to learn. Leave us a review on iTunes. You'll win free merch. Uh, we also have an Instagram, eat.drink.write.podcast, and a Twitter, at podcastedw. And so we will see you next time. <laughs>